Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because, yep, we're We're going going there. Okay, we are doing my favorite kind of episode today. Kind of just like a catch-up life, like things we've been learning. I feel like this is where we started back in the day. It was like, you know, going there with Christian and Samantha. Yes. Here we are again. It's been a while. I do feel like these are the episodes that people like the most. And sometimes we feel weird about doing them because we don't want to ever just like be talking about ourselves or make it about us. But sometimes these are fun. These are what I like to listen to in other people because we're also like sharing wisdom we've been learning too. So it's not like we're just talking about fluff the whole time. But yeah, I mean, obviously we get all of the topics that we talk about mostly from things we're like personally learning yeah. personally, like in conversation about. And this one is actually... It's been in our conversation yeah. as friends for a long, long time. Yeah, we feel like we've talked about this a lot and we realize we haven't actually been talking about it on the podcast, just in our personal friendships. Also, I love that people give the feedback that they want to hear more like life updates, like just chit chat, even on some more of our serious episodes. So I was telling Christian, this is a funny story that oh, yeah, I'm about I to share. I didn't know about this. Okay, so bear with me as I tell this long story. So for the past this is actually kind of TMI too. For the past like month, I've had these like really weird stomach issues. This? I'm kind of because offended. I'm trying to. Okay, we talk every single day. We talk with two of our other friends like in a group message every day, and like we share a lot. And sometimes I'll randomly share this like intimate detail, and then sometimes I'm like, I'll catch them up when I see them, and it just like never comes up. It's not like I'm like hiding it from you, no. but I've just okay. Right before we left for Florida a few weeks ago, I thought I had gotten like a mini stomach bug. Like my stomach was really upset. Like I never threw up, but I just felt like I had like a bug. Yeah. Well, then it got kind of better. And then like randomly in Florida one day, like my stomach was really hurting again. And I'm talking like upper abdominal, really bad cramping and like feeling really lethargic and feeling nauseous and feeling like. I know my bathroom situation has just not been completely normal. My husband would actually die. Actually, my (laughs) mother-in-law and my husband would die hearing me share that. Just not like, okay, not like keeping me from living my day. Just like not great. Off. Okay. And so I'm like, this is weird. I think I've had this like lingering stomach bug. Well, then even like Justin one day felt weird. So I was like, okay, we've all had this little bug, whatever. And I know stomach bugs can like come out in different ways. Also cracks me up. Just side note. Cracks me up that we call like little sicknesses like that bugs. Why are they? Because they're viral little bugs. I know, Usually but they're you're viral. Just like, they're little bugs going yeah. throughout your whole house, just like Ugh, anyways, yeah, gross. Okay, so I'm like thinking this. Well, then like off and on for a, I haven't even shared with you guys, but it's actually like been really rough. Like some days I wake up and feel really, really sick, and I think I'm just like. I always have weird, I don't know. I just have like weird with all my health stuff. I'm like, is something else happening in my body? Like, I don't want to go back to not feeling well. You haven't told me any of this. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if anyone doesn't know, like I'm not pregnant. I'm a suffer from infertility. Like I'm not pregnant. Okay. It's not that kind of sickness. It's like a weird sickness. So I'm like, okay, something's going on. Well, then I find out from my mother. Oh my gosh. She's going to kill me for sharing this. Hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. (laughs) She found out she had a parasite. She went on a trip stayed at a very nice place, but like got a parasite. Honestly, I started looking into it. Did you know that it's really common that at any given time, like we all have different parasites. Some make you more sick than others. So like you have parasites in you. It's very common that they just like flush through. And it's really common in the summer from like fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, and from like a lot of meat we eat and stuff. No, not from maybe, but like not really. And I think we think of parasite as like there's worms in my poop. It's not that. It's like weird. They're invisible. I ate sprouts the other day and someone was 
was like, should you be eating those? Because there could be a lot of parasites on sprouts. That's why they don't sell them anymore. I was like, I'm oh. eating the sprouts. I love sprouts. Yeah. What? Like they're the best. I didn't know but that's they didn't why Jimmy John's doesn't do sprouts anymore on the oh. sandwiches. Interesting. Okay. Anyways. So she found out she had this parasite. I was like, oh my gosh, I think I have it. My stomach has felt weird for a solid three weeks now. And like one day I'd be feeling kind of better. And like one day I would wake up and feel so, so sick. So anyways, I didn't even tell you guys about this. I think I told Alex, our friend Alex. I did a stool sample last week, which if you've never done a stool sample, it's an experience like Justin went and picked it up for me. You literally poop into a hospital hat. You know what they put in? Is this so absurd? I'm sharing this. No, it's like hilarious. It's good. Okay. It's and then very you literally it's, the te- it's like a test tube, kind of like what you would do a urine sample in, yep. but it has a scooper and you scoop it in there. It's so gross. Okay. I'm like wearing gloves. It's disgusting. So I'm like, okay, I was thinking that I would find out if I had the parasite like in 24 hours. No, it's freaking two weeks, two week turnaround time. So it's been so one this week was last week. So you don't even know yet. So I don't know. In the meantime. Okay. So I'm like, I'm convinced I have it. Whatever. I can't believe I don't. I know. And some days like I really would feel sick. Like I would have to just like lay on the floor as the kids were playing. I'm like, I this is affecting my life. I felt very lethargic. I feel so depleted in my energy. So I'm like, I have a parasite. If you look up symptoms of a parasite, like it's whatever. And they can be passed on through families like a little bit, not like a viral stomach bug, but I don't want to get into how they can be, you know, if you you share food or whatever. So (laughs) in the meantime, I am driving the other day and I'm like having a day where my stomach's really hurting. And I'm like, why does it start? Okay. It starts like 15 minutes after I take all my medicine. Well, what medicines am I taking? I take vitamins. I take like my acne medication, like nothing that new except for one thing, magnesium. I started taking magnesium about a month ago because remember how my eye kept twitching? Yep. So my eye was twitching earlier this summer and someone at my She's gym- She's falling apart, people. I'm falling apart. Someone at my gym was like, oh, you could be lacking in magnesium, which a lot of us are, whatever. So I start taking this magnesium. Well, I notice also like I probably shouldn't be taking those vitamins on an empty stomach, which I don't eat breakfast. So that's one thing. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't. But it's not the kind of sickness you feel when you take medicine on an empty stomach. It's like this cramping feeling. So I start looking up like overdosing on magnesium or like side effects of taking magnesium. Oh, my gosh. Immediately. It's like if you have kidney problems, like you should never take magnesium as a supplement. I'm like, I have a lot of kidney problems. Like one of my kidneys only functions at like 50 percent, all these things. And basically symptoms of magnesium poisoning are exactly how I've been feeling. And it always starts really bad, like right after I take my magnesium. And I'm not taking like a crazy dosage like I'm taking a normal dosage for a normal person but but your body functions through your kidneys through is kidneys, how yeah. the magnesium is processed and so it can like really mess Wait, up that's so bad so I haven't taken it in 24 hours I'm feeling so much better I mean I'm not like back to 100% but I'm convinced that's what it is wait that's insane do yeah. you not I mean I'm not being like why did you not do this? But like, obviously, with all of your health things, do you no. not look up the side effects before you start taking? I feel like you're no. very diligent about that because stuff. no, because to but me, with vitamins, that's you're my just like, point. Oh. Like, I think we to think like vitamins or minerals that we take. Like, okay, we're all lacking in vitamin D. Like, let me pop some vitamin D. Like, I'm very into taking like vitamins, like supporting your health through that kind of stuff. But that's my lesson. Like, we have to look these things up because. We just you think of vitamins as harmless. Yes. And yeah. I don't think we realize sometimes that can really throw our bodies off. So news alert. What is magnesium supposed to help with? So a lot of people actually take magnesium if they have like constipation problems, but it's a different form of magnesium. It's like 
magnesium's in a lot of like stool softeners and like it yeah. can make you really go to the bathroom. And so that's part of it. But people take it for anxiety and for calming, like for your central nervous system. Like I wasn't having anxiety. It was more like that eye twitching thing. Mm-hmm. It can like magnesium affects a lot. Like people take that Wait, that's certain stuff at night for sleep. It for one day? For two, two days It's now? been 48 hours. And it says online that it cuts in your body by half every 24 hours. So I'm like hoping it's really flushing out. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't know any of this. I'm so glad you're yeah. feeling better. No, it's, it's been great because you're leaving town. I didn't know what to like tell you guys too of just being like my stomach like some days are re- it's really bad. And yeah. it's other things too. Just like, yeah, just feeling That's off. terrible. Yeah. So I'm like feeling it a little bit this morning, but honestly, it's so much better that it's that was such a long story to tell you. No, but I feel like as women, anything with our gut that's off is like a very distracting and yes. like disjointing to our life. Because sure. I feel like obviously if you've done anything, you know, you and I are into this, but like gut health for women is like very important. And I feel like that just affects everything. And yes. so like if your stomach is off for a day or your gut or like anything yeah. about that, the bowels is just like, this is uncomfortable. the bowels. The bowels. Yeah. This is just uncomfortable. It's, it's crazy. Terrible. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So that's my story. I literally think I've had magnesium poisoning and everyone, please look at what you take before you take it. Like vitamins, minerals, yeah. Just look at it. There's so much on the market these days that we're just like, oh, yeah, take this. It'll make you feel good. Or uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that's my story. I can't believe that. Yeah. Wow. I'm really glad you're recovering from magnesium. Yeah. Anyways. okay. insane. So today we're going to kind of talk about I went on this journey of being (laughs) this journey. That makes it sound so this life changing journey. I for a while have been feeling some type of way about social media. Christian's so sick of hearing me talk about it. We like differ in a lot of our ways of thinking about it and in good ways, like everyone's just individual in their own thing. But I have done for the last two summers where I've taken like a month off in the summer and this summer I did it from like June to the end of July. Like I just got back on which like we'll get into all of that. But before I did it, I talked a lot about my friends, like why I was doing it. And it's interesting because I think in the past I've done it because of a lot of reasons, just like wanting to get off of something. I'm going to get into like why I think everyone should take time off just like you would of work or whatever. I just think it's good for our brains to have a break from it. I'm going to challenge you to to take time off because you never have. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll talk talk about that at the end. But I think it's so good. I started seeing actually, I don't know if it's because I know our phones just like listen to everything, but I started seeing a lot of like people that I look up to on social media. Or I would say I like I like to consume their content, talking about how they were taking sabbaticals from it and how it's like so needed in our culture because it's almost one of those things that we just I just think we're really naive to like the lasting damage it's going to have. I am convinced that it's going to become like cigarettes. Like mm-hmm. we will look back at our lives and be like, I can't believe we let that app or those, you know, time on our phone, like do that to our brains. Like I do feel like the pendulum is starting to swing a little bit where people are like, yeah, this isn't healthy. And what I learned from all of it, and we're going to get into more of the information, like you can share your life update stuff too, of your experience with things. But like, it's one of those things you cannot realize how much it's impacting your life until you take time away from it. Mm -hmm. Because I thought actually when I was getting off of it this year, I was like, I'm actually not in an unhealthy place with it. Like, I really don't feel unhealthy with the comparison on social Mm -hmm. media or 
anything like that. It was more to me. I don't like how much time I spend on this app. And I just want to be a person that can say like, I don't need this. And I want to step away and like see how it affects me. Mm -hmm. And that's when I really started realizing some of the things that I'm like, oh my gosh, I think this is affecting us all way more than we realize. Mm -hmm. So, well, it's for sure affecting us. I mean, I think it's crazy. I feel like story after story you hear right now about everyone who like is a CEO of any form or just in executive positions mm-hmm. at any of these companies, they're like, my kids will never have a part oh, of no. any of this. And I'm like, well, yeah, they but know we all the dangers. are. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's silly. We all know the dangers of it. You and I have talked about this a lot. Yeah. I smile because I'm like, you and I just have. I know, but I have like some different viewpoints now okay. that I'll get into. Okay, no, you keep wait. going. Well, I think it's interesting. So you and I have talked, we've talked a lot about this. Mm-hmm. So again, this kind of feels like a long time coming. I I think you and I have differing opinions because we also consume it differently. We do. You, what we have recognized is I work full time mm-hmm. at a 40 hours a week I was going to talk about this. Yes. And so I am on social media, but I've never really felt in a way, I mean, for sure, probably years ago, but honestly, like for years now, I have never felt addicted or tied to yeah. it or like, oh, I need to get on today mm-hmm. or I want to be connected in this way. I've never felt that because yeah. honestly, I'm away from it for I mean, I'll Most get on day. it at work, but like I'm away from it for at least nine hours a day normally. Mm-hmm. And so when I get on it, it's for 20, 30, 40 minutes at night. Yeah. It's me and my husband looking at something or we're like, you know, laying mm-hmm. in bed, like looking at stuff before. I don't know. It's like very casual. Mm-hmm. I just have never really thought about it that yeah. much because I really am not on it over consuming. I think if mm-hmm. anything, it gets over consuming on like a vacation when I'm like, oh, I do have a lot of free time. See, that's what it or is I for can, me. My days like, look like that. Yes. More. Just yeah. hang out. And so I think that's the difference where you mm-hmm. and I have come from it differently. You also work yeah. on social media. Yep. So like you have jobs and you get paid to do social media for mm-hmm. companies. Mm-hmm. And so that looks really different to you. Like yep. this is you have an attachment where you say, yeah, I don't think we know the effects of it until we've taken time away. I'm like, I've never really felt the need to take time away. But that's why I, I want don't. you to. I just to sure, try. I for sure yeah. will. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be like, I won't. But I'm like, I'm just not like adamant and be like, yes, I'm going to do it now. Because I I'm understand. Like, I really just don't feel any feeling towards it. Yeah. Of like tied to it of like negative ways mm-hmm. or really positive ways. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just not tied to it that way. That's why I think though, and I really will challenge everyone because I do no. think it's one of those things that you would not realize some of the ways it's affecting our life. And we'll get into these questions. I actually wanted to pull up those questions we talked about at the beginning. And a lot of those no. I could easily say no to. I think you could say no to. Mm-hmm. I want to talk through the things this time I realized yeah, more so than I, ever. Yeah. And what see, did you hear or learn or what did you figure out this time? Or what'd you feel this time Yeah, about taking time off the social media? Well, first of all, I like Instagram. Like I actually missed a lot of parts of it. Like I love the connecting on there. Obviously I do it. I think I'm good at it. I think I can like, I've learned a lot about it over the years. I don't want to just be like, I'm never getting on Instagram. Actually, before I got back on, I like felt that urge. And in fact, this other person I know on Instagram that just took a sabbatical, she got back on yesterday, well, August 1st. And she was like, I almost didn't come back on this year. And she has a giant ministry through being online. And so I'm like, I think that reveals something to a lot of us that like, okay, you say you don't have a pull either to like positive or negatively, but I think until you can actually step away from something, you can't really see how much it's affecting. So Mm -hmm. for me this time, what I really realized, first of all, it was the time for me. You're absolutely right. I'm at home with my kids most days. I have like random commitments throughout the week and I'm gone. And I notice I'm never on Instagram Mm -hmm. during those times. And when I worked part-time here at our church, like 
I never was on it. Mm-hmm. When I'm sitting at home alone, it's so easy. And I'm sure on a Saturday, like if your kids are playing, like you could find yourself picking it up more. Like I just was sick of picking up my phone. Mm-hmm. And I was so addicted to doing that because like I read a text and then I like check Instagram. And I just think, I think everyone's like this. Like we just yeah. don't have the self-control to, I have the social media timers. I don't have notifications. Yep. Like I know you have notifications on your phone. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Like where you just see when any, like any interaction yeah, on know. Instagram. Like I just like don't want to see it. I don't want, I was sick of my mind. Again, I do it for work. Like I was mm-hmm. sick of so much of my life being like thinking about Instagram. And for me, it's Instagram. It could be Twitter. It could be, I feel like TikTok is like so much worse than anything. I like will not even get it because I just know I would be sucked into it. And so that was really it for me. Like, I don't think when I'm with people, I don't think any of us as adults like sit on our phones, Mm -hmm. like, like teenagers do or whatever. But I just think one question that Hunter Belis, she had shared these Mm -hmm. questions that really got to me that I think our friend group is like all guilty of is talking about like, oh my gosh, I saw it on Instagram. I bought it on the link on Instagram. Well, I saw this hack on Instagram. Okay, I saw this mom discipline thing on Instagram. Oh, I saw this marriage tip on Instagram. Like literally, if you think about our conversations, Mm -hmm. a lot of it sounds like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's bad. Like we don't have to convince people of the positives of social media. We understand that it's like really cool for connection. You can learn a lot. Like people Mm -hmm. are like, I learned so much from TikTok. I think what I thought about when I stepped away is like, but... I don't know if our minds, God created our minds to just be able to like withhold and consume all of that information. Like, you know, a bunch of stuff, but like, are you becoming more wise? Mm -hmm. Like I was also reading through Psalms and Proverbs this summer with my reading plan, like as I was doing this. And I just kept thinking like, I know so much when I'm on Instagram because that's something I noticed when I was off of it is like, it feels awkward because someone will be like, oh yeah, they posted on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Or that was one thing I missed. Like, I didn't feel like I knew what all my friends were doing at all times. And I'm like, I know so much more. Okay. I also felt that with links. I'm like, I wanted to start like thinking about some fall shopping and I'm like, what's in style? Like I was trying to reorganize my laundry room to have like a good school drop zone. And I was like, oh, I bet I could have found like a something on Instagram to help me mm-hmm. be inspired. But I'm like, I know a lot more, but am I actually, is that actually like growing me towards the wisdom that God wants me to be like the things that God wants me to be thinking of Mm -hmm. and those thoughts to be consuming my day? Again, I don't think there's anything wrong with me wanting to like get more organized or thinking through processes in my family or my life. Mm -hmm. But I think what we just don't realize is like how much now we're consumed by like, you could say one popular real on Instagram and like everyone knows about it. And Mm -hmm. it's just, we spend a lot of times with our mind thinking on those things. And so this summer I was just like, what would it be like if none of us were on Instagram anymore? Mm -hmm. I think that would be ideal because then no one would be feel like I wouldn't be feeling left out or I wouldn't be feeling like, oh, you guys know all these fun makeup tips because you see that on Instagram now. Like I really was like, wow, you learn so much. You pick so much up like brands I would never know about. Mm -hmm because I learned about them on Instagram. And again, it's not bad. It just is like not where I wanted my heart to be feeling like more drawn. And I got to this place where I'm like, I spend more time, like a lot of days, even if I spend 30 minutes on Instagram, that's more time than I spent reading my Bible or connecting with God some days. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't like that. I don't Mm -hmm. think that that's, you know, we're put in this world to live in it. So it's not a surprise. You always say this and I agree. Like God's not like shocked by Instagram or concerned, like whatever. I'm sure he's concerned. Mm -hmm. But like we live in this time. There's always been technology that's like 
new and we have to kind of adapt to. However, like I do think it's something that in our generation, it's slowly pulling like our age specifically. I think we always talk about like teenagers and young kids. Like think about like the women, like a generation older than us and then our age that are so pulled into this life of like, I saw it on Instagram. I bought it on Instagram. I found it on Instagram. I was inspired by it on Instagram. It's like we almost can't be creative on our own anymore because mm-hmm. on our own because we're just always inspired by other people. And I'm like, if we all were off Instagram, it would be really cool to see how the, my conversations with friends like I could just be like, hey, how do you guys organize? Like you would just have to go back to these like more prehistoric ways of living of like, mm-hmm. how do you do this? Or mm-hmm. I don't know, like a friend will share a tip with me, like card trip hack. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that on Instagram like 15 times. You know what I mean? And I just was like feeling so good off of it. But then I was sad because everyone else is on it. No. That was so much information. It was so much. Well, now I want to unpack. I'm like, yeah, I have so much to unpack. I'm I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up these questions. Okay, so I want to backtrack because I think so the thing, again, we've talked so much about this, so it's going to sound like a repeat to you. But I think what I love about your convictions in this space is that we are already a people. I think if you are someone who you are sitting there saying like, no, I'm like not struggling with my mm-hmm. capacity in my brain, then like I'm kind of shocked because yeah. I don't know many people who are not like, wow, I am really spread thin. There's so much information. There's mm-hmm. so much to do. There's so many tasks. There's so many people. There's so many emotions. The world feels hard. I mean, we are overwhelmed and just like overstimulated so much in our world today by just the opportunity to know and see and hear things. Yep. So I do think it's very convicting when I hear people or when I hear myself saying, I feel so overwhelmed or I don't have the capacity to do that. If I turn to my husband and say like, I am just drained in my capacity Mm -hmm. this week, I think it's my responsibility that I have to go back and say like, where was my capacity spent? And I think that is really convicting because Mm -hmm. I think we can all I for sure have had seasons where I'm like, no, my capacity was spent on something useless, Instagram, Mm -hmm. or just something that like it didn't need to be spent on. And here I am now feeling depleted or overwhelmed or anxious by something that like I could have been more in control about or I could have weeded out unhealthy things. Mm -hmm. So like I think that's like number one from what I hear from you. Number two is just like the relational aspect. You Mm -hmm. and I have talked about this a lot that like when you were off Instagram or like, yeah, if we don't see something Mm -hmm. on Instagram, like the algorithms, you know, so funky the number of opportunities we have with connections of people. Yeah. If I like see someone and I haven't seen them in a while, I mean, it happens this summer. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen someone in a while and I'm talking to her and she's like, oh yeah, we just went to so-and like we just went to the, on this vacation. I'm like, oh, I had no clue. Yeah. What'd you do there? Cool. Like how was Like it? that's literally how life is supposed to and be, but we don't yes, live that way and, anymore. And so in a world that we're all saying, I feel disconnected than mm-hmm. ever. I feel so sad. I feel so lonely. I have no deep connections. It's like, Well, you're only spending all of your time. You feel in a superficial way daily connected Mm -hmm. with people because you're able to see things. But then a month down the road, that's not served you well at all because you still feel lonely. You still feel isolated because you've actually had no like real authentic connection with people. And we know that like we can easily say that. And I will say I'm not trying to be weird, but like I think I'm a very disciplined person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know me, I'm up every morning at 530. She's very disciplined. Like, I feel like I'm very disciplined. And like, I think we can easily say that. But I don't think we realize that it actually 
it's like we don't do anything with that. Like I can easily say I don't find my connection through Instagram. But I think when I take time out, I realize like, oh, no, I I think I'm getting getting a false sense of connection. Another thing that you just said to me, too, the like the capacity thing, I would use it a lot as like a it was a mindless thing. Mm -hmm. And I think what I didn't realize where I thought that was helping my brain relax or like be mindless, Mm -hmm. it was actually like making me more not anxious like I'm not a it's person just overstimulated overstimulated yep. like I would use it to escape if like my kids had been just like struggling disobedient and I finally got a minute to sit mm-hmm. I would get on Instagram mm-hmm. like if my kids I know around. that I am unhealthy with social media like so yeah backtracking mm-hmm. to what you said a bit ago I know that I'm unhealthy with social media because again I'm not home with my kids on the daily basis so I think that's just where yeah like, we've recognized it looks different for you and I but when I am like when I do have to be home like with a sick kid or something and I am sitting there on the couch and I'm like, y'all I'll turn on a movie for them to watch instead of sitting there. Like this is and a red flag with for them. me. Instead yeah. of sitting there watching with them, taking in the sweet little cuddles that like I yeah. will not get in a year. I will mm-hmm. not get in four years probably from them that I sit there on my phone, like faced this way, you know, face the mm-hmm. opposite way while they're like in my arm on the other. Mm-hmm. And it's a red flag to me that I'm like, why the heck am I yeah. spoiling this like really pure and precious moment? Yep thinking that like this is going to suffice my brain when like no it would be so fun to just sit here and watch cars with my son but you know what i do when i'm sitting there i actually have to practice that because when i all summer didn't have it i was like like, that's i'm so bored yeah Yeah. that's a red flag for me when i'm like i can't be bored in my mind enough to just watch a movie with my kid exactly okay to jump into these and then i have some more thoughts on i know we could continue to unpack i know 10 minute monologue i did i forgot (laughs) no it was good okay so this is Hunter Bielis, and she has a podcast, Journeywoman podcast. Okay, she was so, like one of the original podcasters. Yes, in the Christian sphere. Yep. So on July 2nd, she posted this. She hasn't been back on Instagram. I mean, it's only August, whatever. It August really, 4th. yeah. Okay, so this is what she said. She said, I see nothing helpful about it, my friend and mentor shared in reference to social media. Coming from her, this statement packed a punch. Nothing I asked, nothing, she said. While I can come up with a few ways social media has helped me, I can rattle off a list twice as long as the ways it's hindered me, mostly in my thought life. I've tried to practice moderation by consuming and posting minimally, and yet I wonder if I am under its influence more than I realize. So I decided to test the impact of socials have on me by running a little experiment. Starting today, I'm embarking on a six-month-ish social media hiatus, which, by the way, she has a giant ministry she runs on Instagram. So I'm sure that's like a risky thing to do, a scary thing to do. I've never been great at tracking data. So I developed this questionnaire pictured as an attempt to have some objective evidence. At the beginning and end of my fast, my closest people will fill it out separately. And I'll do the same with a personal questionnaire that I made. If there is a noticeable consensus, consider these my final words on Instagram. If you want to hear from me, I'm launching a newsletter to share live updates, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So I want to read you the questions and everyone hear them too. We can post these too. Because some of these I can say like, okay, I don't struggle with that. But some I think like she's saying, They're thought-provoking. It's thought-provoking. So her friends and family questionnaire says, how am I present when we're fully together as a family? That reminds me of like, I'm good if we're like playing a game or if I'm like trying to play with my kids. Like Like, obviously I don't have my phone out. But if we're just sitting in idle time with my family, I'm like, I for sure pick up my phone and start scrolling. And like, I don't want my daughter to remember her mom like always having her phone in her hand. And I just think we like don't even realize how much we do it. So that's a good one. How much do I talk about people online and online about social media accounts? That is a huge one for me. I'm always like, oh, I found it on Instagram or like I bought it from her link or like I so-and-so shared this and I saw Mm -hmm. it. 
do you feel like my phone takes precedence in our conversations? I feel like for the most part, like most adults, like, no, you don't bring your phone out. But it's different with family, too. I'm like, it's different how our husbands see us or our parents or our kids. Do you wish I was on my phone less? Do you think my phone is hindering or helping our intimacy as a family? Your example of like the cuddling. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like my presence on social media is helping or hindering my productivity in the home? Do you enjoy me more when I'm on or off social media? And then the personal questionnaire is, do you enjoy your time on socials? Is your time on socials productive? Is it conflicting with spiritual disciplines like time in the word, scripture, meditation, and prayer? Does it help or hinder your work at home? How often do you ignore the lemons on your established time on social media? How often do you think about social media when you're not scrolling? And is social media positively or negatively impacting my life? And all of these have scales of like never, sometimes, all the time, whatever. Mm-hmm. We will post that because yeah. I would be so curious. We should take it as mm-hmm. well, you and I. Like, I think I have a couple thoughts, yeah. even just from what you said or that. I think it's really convicting as a family. One thing, you know, you were doing this yeah. this summer, obviously, is like one of the people I'm closest with mm-hmm. and talk to a lot. I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, what's one thing that I need to like work on? Because yeah, you at the beginning of the summer, you were like, you should do it. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Like, mm-hmm. again, I just don't have a, a strong pull. I but know. I'm like, I just I want everyone to do it at least for I a few for weeks. Sure will do yeah. it. But one thing I did think about is like, I don't know if I heard this somewhere or it just like mm-hmm. was in my head that maybe it was that because we were talking about Hunter's post that I was like, okay, I cannot be spending more time on social media than I am with God in a day. Mm -hmm. And so I have tracked that all summer. Mm -hmm. And some days it is for sure Mm -hmm. very lopsided that I've spent more time on social media. And it's been convicting for me because I'm like, okay, where do I want my influence to come from? Where do I want to actually grow? Like Mm -hmm. you're saying in wisdom. And if I'm spending more time on worldly things than I am with God, then that is going to be skewed. I can't be naive to know that that will be true about Mm -hmm. my life. And so I have just had that simple like daily check of like, okay, I got to get off Instagram now because Mm -hmm. I was only able to have a 25 minute quiet time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. Like 20 minutes it was. Then like I'm five Mm -hmm. minutes ahead. I mean, I've literally thought about it like that. I'm like more of a weird little like task probably person. So right now it's for sure just like checklist. But I'm like, no, I want that to tune my desire to grow in godly wisdom and knowledge more than I am Mm -hmm. fun things. Because I think when you and I have this conversation The other thing I'm constantly saying or just I do feel really confident Mm -hmm. in is that what I say to you is like, God did make us for this time and place. Mm -hmm. Instagram is not surprising Mm -hmm. to him. I think there's a lot of awesome Christians and like Jesus followers who have used Instagram or Facebook or Twitter Mm -hmm. as a platform to really share the gospel with people who may have never heard it in a way that really like I mean we do that with going there like we have to have Instagram we have to like it's so fun to get to connect with our listeners on there yes and so I think in that way again kind of like Hunter's saying like I can say a lot of awesome things Mm -hmm. about it I think what we also have to be willing to go back to as Christians is that in the Bible and what we read again in the scripture of Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ that we see that discipleship happens in a home Mm -hmm. and discipleship happens in community with people and I do not think that God, although God's not surprised by Instagram, I do not think his way of discipleship has changed. Mm-hmm. That I think we are still discipling with people close Absolutely. to us. We're discipling with people actually in our home and we're discipling with people in our family. Yep. And so that means that, again, kind of like I've made this checklist of like, where am I at in my time? Mm-hmm. I think we have to do the same thing of like, where am I at in my discipleship? Am yep. I doing more of it online? Am I trying to quote unquote connect with people more online yep. and make my influence larger there? Or am I trying to make my influence larger in my home? Mm-hmm. Or am I trying to make my influence larger 
in the people I just happen to do life with every day. And those two things have been really convicting for me because I'm like, I know those truths have not changed. And I have to be willing to put my time Mm -hmm. and like my habits up against the truth. That was really good. That's good. That's all stuff I feel like I've been processing too. I just like haven't put words to it. I think when we think of the way God calls us to live in relationship with him too, in like a quiet, hidden way, Mm -hmm. I was just thinking like, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with putting a Bible verse on my Instagram or sharing a thought I'm learning, but am I willing to like have that as much. And I think I am like we're both in community with a bunch of different girls and we're in small groups and we go to women's Bible studies. But I think it's just like almost a cop out sometimes to be like, I want to share this on my Instagram story. And I just don't think that's really the way that God created us to connect because it's Mm -hmm. like not really ever two sided. I mean, DMs only can go so far. And I remember feeling all summer like I missed posting pictures of like my kids and what we were doing. And I'm like, there's actually something cool about just like living this more quiet life where like my influence in my real life people that know me get to see and know my life instead of me sharing it with like my 2000 followers. And like, Mm -hmm. I think I, with our adoption stories and with things like that, I think it's always been really cool. I think people have been intrigued by our story and like Mm want to follow along with my kids' lives and like see. And I think that's really awesome in some ways. But I'm like, I am just kind of feeling more drawn to this. Like, let me hide away and live my life and like Mm -hmm. share my fun moments like with my friends and not feel like I always need to like post. It's really fun. And Mm -hmm. that's where I wanted to get to, too, is like, I think Instagram is fun. But with all things that are fun in life, with my reading hobby, with going out with friends, with having fun dinners out, like there has to be self-restraint and discipline. And like you can't indulge in fun things all the time or things that are just like extra in life. And I think what's happened is we've actually flipped that to like Instagram instead of just being like it can be a fun little hobby that I do on the side because we become addicted to it because it's literally created to make us addicted. It's not just like a fun side hobby. It like actually is so enmeshed in our life now. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think I'm realizing like it can be fun, but I would be hard pressed to find someone that's like so disciplined with it that they're not letting it seep into more than just a fun side hobby. Well, yeah, I'm again thinking about the red flags I've thought about myself Mm -hmm. because again, with someone who like, I really don't have a strong opinion about it either way. I also challenge myself. I'm like, okay, when Samantha challenges me, like take my month off. Am I like, oh my gosh, I was going to say this at the end. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm really not scared about it. Like I will for sure do it starting tomorrow. Like it's really fine. But I'm like, but I don't know if I would have said that all of my life. Yeah. I don't know if like, to be honest, five years ago, if I would have been like, no, I don't want it to go off mm-hmm. for a month. And I think if that's your honest feeling, I think if you're honestly sitting there saying like, no, I actually really don't want to get off. Like that kind of yeah. feels like anxiety inducing for me. I think that's a major red yeah. flag. Oh, for sure. And so I think you either need to feel really indifferent about that and feel really like that that's really honest or not. One thing I've been thinking about is that in the garden, you know, Genesis 11. What I think is so interesting is that when Eve looks at the tree what God has called not good, she sees good mm-hmm. in. And it was a sermon I heard a while back, wow. but I've really been thinking about it, that I'm like, that's so interesting that we as humans think that we get the authority to change what God has called or mm-hmm. deemed good or not good. Yep. That he said, this is the one place you cannot eat. But she saw a hint of good in that. She was like, no, surely there's good in something there. And I think that's what I mean when like we have to be willing to put up our own habits and our own tendencies against what actual truth is. Because I think so easily, 
again, all of us, like we've heard this conversation mm-hmm. a billion times. All of us could say there are good parts to that. And I don't think God has said Instagram's not good. I don't think he has said that. But I think we have all seen the dangers of mm-hmm. it. And sometimes we're so quick to really want to like bend it so far to say like, no, this is doing all these yep. awesome things that surely it can't be doing things bad, like badly or poorly mm-hmm. or hurting me in some way or hurting others in others ways. And I think we really have to be able to say, no, like, what is actually good by what God calls good versus what I just think is good in my like worldly standard of goodness. And we say this about so many things. There can be really good things that like aren't inherently bad that are bad for us. Mm -hmm. Or like I was just thinking as you were talking about all of that, like we how Hunter said this. And I think I said this even before she had posted that. And I really resonated with it. Like, yeah, sure. I can give you a list of the good things, but I can give you a list of the bad things. that's twice as long. And I think Mm -hmm. with anything else in life, we would really easily look at that and be like, okay, the cons outweigh the pros. Mm -hmm. But with social media, I just hear Christian girls constantly defending why it's good. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, that's why I say the thing about cigarettes, because it's like we have the statistics. We have people that are not Christians telling everyone to get off that this is like scary for what it's doing to our brains. And we're still sitting here like, but I can reach people in Montana with my scripture. And it's like, you can. Yeah, sure. But it's like, when are we going to wake up and say, I think that the reason I want to challenge, even if you don't think you need it, even if you can say like no to all those questions. No, I know. No, no, I'm not talking to you. It's like anyone. I think it's a good practice in our life in general to sabbatical for something, Mm -hmm. to rest from something. And I think if you've never taken a break from social media, like it is a good challenge. Mm -hmm. Even if you walk back in a month and say, I didn't notice a single difference. I'm sorry. I like want to meet that person that wouldn't notice a single difference because like I just think it again, it has more rain on our lives than we realize. So when you were talking about sharing pictures of your family and just the sweetness of like almost living kind of like a quiet life, Mm -hmm. I remember we have a family friend who is this like professional calligrapher Mm -hmm. and he does this like amazing work. And when my husband and I got married, he gifted he's gifted us several pieces Mm -hmm. like for different monuments in our life. But he gifted me this piece when we got married. I'm blanking of the verse, so that's shame on me. <laughs> Literally hangs in our guest bathroom. But it's a verse about, it's not like the cliche verse about, you know, hide away and spend yeah. quiet with me, but it's something about living a quiet life. And to be honest, when he gave it to me, I was really offended. Um, really? Because all of my life, I always heard like, Christian, you're too much. I'm a loud, outgoing mm-hmm. person. I'm a huge extrovert. I love people. So I, not knowing the context of the verse, not understanding like what that meant. I was just like, why the heck did he give this to me? Like it kind of makes no sense for the stage of life we're walking. Like it just made no sense. Reading the verse more, guys, I'm going to have to like for sure figure out the verse. I'm so sorry. But reading the verse more, what it's actually, I love reading the verse on my bathroom wall now because right after that, I was like, I got to read around this. Mm -hmm. Like I've got to like figure out what that means. And it is really the sweetness of like, No, God has called us to a life to be quiet and hidden away with what he has gifted to us to steward well. Yes. If that is a home, if that is kids, if that is a husband or a wife, if that is a job, a big career, a big career, if that's whatever it may be, we are not called to be flashy showing off of Obviously, we are called to like give him glory and give him praise, but we're called to do that in a way that's like really organic and really loving people around Mm -hmm. us, if that's a neighbor or a friend. And again, like we're called to just do that in our quiet places of ourselves, Mm -hmm. not saying like, no, you don't need to pray in front of other people. You like can pray with me alone and Mm -hmm. you don't even need to tell anyone about that. And so it's been impactful to my life because I'm like, I think me as an outgoing person, I like to just be like, yeah, "Ah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm going. I mean, we have a podcast that Mm -hmm. we talk, but 
I think that's really challenging for me because I'm like, I often have to be reminded that like the sweetness of my relationship with God is that I get to be like intimately known and seen and like get to hear and learn from him all the time in the things that he's given me. And I think that's what it's meant to be this quiet and still life. Yes. And so it's something like I have to remind myself of often. And I think that can be scary to some personalities or people or just like very confusing Mm -hmm. because it sounds like we can never do anything big or cool or fun or like we can never post anything awesome about our lives. No, no, no. I just can't. Yeah. I think he is reminding us to know that actual sweetness, actual satisfaction, actual fulfillment and love and joy and peace comes from being still and quiet and like known intimately by me in a quiet place. Yes, I love that. And I think that's exactly what I'm learning. And again, this time, the amount of times I could tell you I didn't feel like I needed to be off. And then I like, I just think it created space in my brain for God to speak to me more this summer. And like, sorry, if that sounds weird, whatever. I just like felt his presence more. I felt more intimately connected. I felt more... I felt really good about coming back on. Like I didn't actually. Well, yeah, I wanted to close. Yeah. Also hearing like, so why did you decide to come back on? Well, I had never like said I'm going to never be back on again. No. Like I wanted to now I wrote this in my notes. So I'm kind of in a phase where I've set like some really different parameters than I ever have before with it. And I'm not talking about like the screen time on it, like just the way I think about it. And I'm now kind of in this moment of like, I want to compare how I feel back on it and be really honest about certain things versus how I felt off of it and then make my decision. Because mm-hmm. if anything that a reset does, like if you decide not to stay off of it, it resets you for mm-hmm. when I come back on. So like, I am so much healthier in my habits. Like I don't find myself reaching for it. I think I just like view scrolling. I feel like grossed out when I find myself sitting there scrolling. Like I don't like that. Like I don't, you know, I love to read. And so like I already read a lot and I read like 10 times more because like mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. Like I would scroll for a few minutes and then I would pick up my Kindle. But now I'm like, I just feel gross now when I'm sitting there scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Or like when I'm doing my makeup, like not listening or watching something. Like I would do that a lot if my kids weren't around. So I put like really strict parameters around being on it around my kids at all. And then I put yeah I've just like become more disciplined because it's almost like when you detox for something Mm -hmm. you're not going to like jump back in you don't crave sugar after you've detoxed it for 30 days the way you did that day one you know and so it's almost like a good healthy reset so like even if you just do it to say like I want to step back and then like slowly enter back in it's so good like Mm -hmm. I don't know I just feel good about it so and like I said about other things like anything we have in life, I think we should be willing to say I need a rest from it, even mm-hmm. really, really good things. Mm-hmm. So to, to like view it as like, I'm taking a little sabbatical. I actually, again, I don't know if you're seeing this a lot, but like so many Christian people that have presence online, I'm noticing are taking sabbaticals oh, yeah. from it right now. Like I just yep. saw someone last night saying I'm taking a break from it. And I think that's good. Like, I think everyone's kind of in this place of like, wait, we got to wait. Yeah. Or step back and be like, is this mm-hmm. the place I need to be? And the fact that we're still talking about like, we're still talking about the same things we were talking about two years ago when we started this podcast. So to me, that's something that shows like, it's not going to go away change. and something's got to change. Yeah. So that's kind of well, my yeah, thoughts. What's the whole definition of is it idiocracy or insanity? Insanity. It the definition like of the same ins- thing without changing anything um, or expecting getting, different results. Yes. It's doing so good. The same thing expecting different results without changing mm-hmm. things like insanity and yep. it's like honestly maybe that's where we are yep. are at and you need to take we all need to take some just recon of like hey where yep. am i at with this what are my red flags how am i consuming this guys i'll keep you updated I'm i know okay out. everyone if you decide I really will. yeah I, I like it'll be fun i'm sure you're not gonna see anything like drastic you don't use it in the same way but like 
it'll be fun to talk about. And oh, I want anyone good. to because you've never gotten off of it for a break. Right. You told me that on like vacations and stuff. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm not going to get on in yeah. this vacation. Yeah. So like a week at a time yeah. or whatever. And I definitely think it has to be like a month. That would be like the minimum to me because yeah. two weeks it's like, OK, you barely were off of it. We have a close yeah. friend that's off of it right now. And I saw her this week and she was like, I know I'm I actually it. haven't really talked to her this yeah. much. about." Yeah. It, so. so everyone, if you decide to take a break, please, the person listening to this right now that's like, I don't think I need a break. Please take a break and just like tell or just me DM your us results. And talk to us. About yeah. Like prove me hear. wrong. Be like nothing changed in my life. My life was worse off without it. Like, please DM me that if that's you. Yes. Uh, and this is something that, too, I'm continuing, like I said, I'm evaluating. I'm going to continue to pray about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm just still sitting in that scripture of like, I don't want to walk away from my life saying I knew a lot, not even about spiritual things. Like I knew a lot about the world, Mm -hmm. but I, how much did I grow in wisdom? And like, I want that to be kind of like the marker for as I enter into the season. Reminds me of our wisdom intact episode. It's good. So there you go. Hope you guys have enjoyed. This is fun. Yeah. Sorry I rambled. Bye. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you.